0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the show. This is Missing the Point with Miles David, and I am your host. Thank you for tuning back in. If this is your first time listening, as I always say, welcome. If you're a returning listener, I appreciate you for still rocking with me and enjoying the episodes. I will not talk your ear off in today's intro of the episode. I promise you, (laughs) I've gotten some feedback that I can do that. So I'm going to stop because I actually have a lot to give to you this episode. Today is going to be a episode all about the upcoming Roland Garros aka French Open aka the second Grand Slam of the season in tennis. This is the preview show for that and I think that Roland Garros The French Open is worthy of a podcast collaboration, one of the first that I'm doing on the show, one of the first with a tennis podcast, and not just any tennis podcast, the Ready Play Tennis Podcast, hosted by Jason and Aldwin. And this is not just your regular or one of the mill tennis podcast. If you're used to those, this is not your traditional. These are two guys with one serious affinity for tennis and zero filter. Jason and Aldwin, really gave me the pleasure of doing a collab with them. We are releasing this on both of our podcasts. If you want to follow Jason Aldwin and the Ready Play Tennis Podcast, make sure you go to Instagram. Their Instagram is simply Ready Play Tennis Podcast, which will be linked in the podcast description. In this episode, Jason and Aldwin helped me digest the French Open 2021 draw, give our picks. We talk about who's hot, who's not, who we want to see do well, who we could care less about, and everything in between. It is definitely a unique, sassy, truthful, and honest hour of fun and just genuine camaraderie around the sport that we all love, which is tennis. So I'm going to stop talking until you guys can get into it. Uh, Make sure you're following the Missing the Point podcast at Missing Point Pod on all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. And I really, really hope that you enjoy this episode. I will meet you on the other end of it to wrap it all up. And that'll be that. So enjoy the episode, guys.
1: This is the crossover event of all crossover events. We are here. Miles, David (laughs) from Missing the Point and uh, the Ready Play Tennis podcast crew. And for those of you listening on our show, there is a new sexy voice that has joined us. Is it me? Am I the new sexy voice? Correct. You
2: you know, I was just telling Jason on um, on our tennis trip today. I was like, Miles has the perfect podcast radio voice. He I've does. Heard like that really once
0: deep. or twice. Just once or
1: twice. No more. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like every good crossover, Gray's Anatomy and Private Practice and Gray's Anatomy and every other show that followed. Yes. Um, we're here to come together to talk about the French Open 2021. We're all very excited about it.
0: She deserves that. The French Open deserves this crossover event, I think. It's one <laughs> of the crossover worthy event, I think.
1: I think so, too. And uh, I think we agreed. We're going to start by talking about the ladies who are kicking it off in the clay court season and doing really well. Mm -hmm. Who wants to go first?
2: I think it would only be nice if we let Miles go first. We want to know who your fire picks are, girl.
1: As far as who's hot right now
0: outside of the draw or just like who's coming in hot? like that song that everybody uses as their reels
2: (laughs) yeah who's girl who is coming in hot
0: if i'm looking like if i'm not looking at the draw which i obviously have i (laughs) think that (laughs) coco golf just based on form is somebody that if i was playing tennis i'd be like "Ooh, don't know if i want to play you right now Um, yeah you're looking really tough you just won a tournament you like have stamina for days because you're 17
3: (laughs) it's crazy
0: right it's crazy and you're you're kicking butt and you're in the top 30 so i would be looking out for her and i probably would be i don't know if i would be scared i just know i would have to have my 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 game plan really really tight if i was playing ash barty she just seems Mm. like she is developing herself to get to like i'm setting myself apart in a way which I think is really, really cool. I don't know if I would have picked Barty to be like the person to do that a year ago, but it's interesting to see. I'd be looking at her name in a a draw and be like, hmm, how am I going to win this one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The running joke uh, for anyone who hasn't listened to our show, who is listening to this on Miles' podcast, is we forgot that Ash Barty was the number one player in the world you're not all the of last one. year. <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think you're correct. She's definitely the hot player of the moment, and uh, you know, although she, um, you know, lost in the final to Savalanka, and she, I think she fell out in in Rome. Uh, she's mm-hmm. she's one to watch for sure.
2: Yeah, girlfriend just won just won Parma. So, you know, if there's any kind of preparation, if there's any better preparation, she's got it. So I agree with you, girl. Miles, Goff is definitely one to watch. The only problem, I mean, we're going to get to this later when we talk about the draws, is that she's in the very first quarter
3: mm-hmm. with yep.
2: Ash. So that's going to be kind of a tough situation for her. Um, I want to know what you girls think about this girl. So... We talked We talked last week about Spanish player Paula Bedosa. She was the winner in Belgrade. Unfortunately, Ana had to um, retire in the final. But, you know, this is, as Jason and I mentioned, this is the Spanish player that really no one's talking about. But she seems to be doing probably the best out of all. I mean, she's doing better than Mugu on the clay. She's won 13 out of her last 15 matches. And... um you know, no one's talking about her. And I always feel like, you know, there's a girl in the draw that's like, no one talk about me. Like, I don't want any press. That's a perfect segue actually. <laughs> right. And I think Paula Badosa can do some things, to be honest. So she's my informed player for the French Open.
0: The only thing that I haven't been able to get on board with is how everybody says that she reminds them of Maria Sharapova. Haven't, mm. quite, haven't quite seen that one yet, like myself. But apparently it's a thing. So, well, you know, go Badosa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, the other Informed players are obviously Sabalenka. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about her in your Madrid episode. You know, she she's balls to the wall with her ground strokes. She she has one note, in, uh, as we've discussed on our show. She's just all out you want to um, smack
0: the shit out of everything she says
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you know sviontek won rome and she is the defending champion so she is definitely one to watch and she served up some delicios bagels to um plishkova <laughs> in that final Poor 13 girl. points 13 <laughs> points Woo.
0: she honestly got whooped so bad she just went to instagram and posted like a little thumbs up selfie hey like i'm all right I'm okay.
2: That's good. I didn't yeah, get cause... bruised
0: too badly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you all feel about Mukova? You know, another, I tried to kind of in the preparation for our, our crossover show today, think about like not the obvious girls that we would talk about. You know, we talked about Ash, we talked about Shviantek, Sabalenka, but Mukova is a girl that has had a couple of really good wins. I mean, she beat Barty at the Australian Open, and I think she took out Osaka at the Italian Open.
0: She took out and, Osaka um, in Madrid.
2: Oh, it was Madrid. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people, I I guess, you know, because Naomi is such a big name and such a top seed, a lot of people felt like that was an upset. But this girl Mm, is like, you know, okay, let us know.
0: When I saw that matchup in Madrid, like it's going back to it, I was like, oh yeah, put a little asterisk next to it because Muhova is a player that likes clay. She only has one WTA title. So she's not like a huge alarming megastar where like, the more than average tennis fan would know her name. But she mm-hmm. is friends with that actress randomly. There's an actress <laughs> that she's really friends like she's really good
1: friends with. And I can't think of her name.
2: I've seen it on her I.G. I can't you know what? Let me take a look real quick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, a little bit of a spoiler. Mukova's in my list <laughs> of people to of, of, you know. of people to mm. watch, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I think one of the players that we talk about a lot on our show who is in that right in that category of like under the radar um but is has consistently won matches through 2020 was elise mertens yep Mm -hmm. she's always Mm -hmm. like
0: my little silent like get there and get them girl she just always is there you know i (laughs) I really enjoy her and she just seems like a sweet girl did you find out who the uh, actress was
2: I did, Rebel Wilson. <laughs> yes, yes, uh. exactly.
3: yes.
0: They were Rebel Wilson was in her box at the twenty nineteen or twenty. Yeah, it was her twenty nineteen U.S. Open. I remember the commentators like making a little thing about it, and I was like, "That's so interesting." And I really enjoy Mujova's, uh eyebrows. They're really, really good eyebrows, as far as <laughs> you mean,
3: like, have to the check them out. On,
0: yeah, no, they really are. I don't know like what she does or how she does it, but every time I watch her, I'm like looking at her brow like her tennis (laughs) is like secondary next to her eyebrow (laughs) which is such (laughs) that's such a me thing to focus on (laughs) God, that's really really gay (laughs)
2: that's a gay podcast
1: (laughs) two other players that uh, can be in form one can just be in form out of the blue even though she drops out of tournaments all the time
2: Bianca Andreescu. uh It's dawned on me today that,
0: y'all, she's not even 21 yet. Yeah. That's, no. It's kind of insane to me, but also scary that, like, she's developing this aura or, like, reputation for being a girl that can just drop out of your tournament or not even show up,
2: and she's mm-hmm. not even
0: 21 yet. It's not like she's been on the tour for even four years yet, you know? But mm-hmm. when you see her play, you have no choice but to be like, oh, this girl is like she can play some tennis. Like Yeah. You just have to see her do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. She has to be I, there to do it.
2: <laughs> in um was it it was Strasbourg, yeah, right? Strasburg, the, was it, yeah. it was in Parma. Oh, it was in Strasbourg.
3: Yeah.
2: And um I was like, okay, you know, this girl looks really good. She's setting up for a ball. She's moving nicely. And then again, jokingly. Hair yeah <laughs> colored her hair gives her she gave she got a nice chop
0: it was a nice um, bob, a nice jet black bob i enjoyed that nice,
2: <laughs> actually i'm pulling a bianca yeah,
0: today. Look, yeah i was saying you're kind of giving
2: but i was like you know okay great and then last week jokingly i said in our show i'm like okay well where is this press release that she's gonna you know, withdraw from the Strasbourg tournament, and lo and behold, less than like twelve hours later, she did, and she claims <laughs> that it was an uh, yes. Thank you. Air quotes. Big she air quote. It was an abdominal strain, but I don't rec- recollect her saying she has had abdominal issues within the past six months. So it's what is it? Just like it just
0: adds. Are- it adds to the drama in like overall confusion that is bianca andrescu and i think she like revels in it a little bit honestly she mm-hmm. like enjoys like remember when okay i don't know if you guys remember this but this is like peak wta kind of messiness that i enjoy sometimes it <laughs> <laughs> can be messy remember when uh Bianca played Kerber in 2019 Miami. In, in, and then oh, at the handshake, she was like, you're such a drama queen. Yeah. yeah. At that moment, at that moment, I really thought Kerber was being a little bit of a hater because Kerber had lost to her twice. In hindsight, <laughs> <laughs> she's a little bit of a drama. Not like, oh, not annoyingly, but she's a little bit of a drama queen. I mm-hmm. think she enjoys the fact that like, you know, I'm 20 and like the headlines
1: are about me, even when I'm not playing, you guys are mad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Aldwyn rightly points out that there's uh, always a picture that she posts on her Instagram of her, like, hitting a forehand and, like, on the clay or, like, hitting it in Australia and, like, <laughs> loving being there. And then a few days later, she withdraws. No, it's, and it's like, no. And, um, you know, going go to Strasbourg, you want to get some match play, that's fine. But just don't lie it just feels like she's especially with, with like the j- lie of the year. Like if aren't people complaining about their abs a lot this year? It's it's a thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. we just want to see effort and like for all the stuff that like people just like I said love when they see her play tennis. We just want to see it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. all we're asking for. And I think we will. I just think she's just figuring out like most 20 year olds, like just figuring shit out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like upset that I don't get to see her play tennis,
1: excited that I get to see her play tennis all in the same time. And, you know, it's completely, it's, it. it's completely worth it when you see what all the great matches she had in Miami, all the three set yep. thrillers.
2: Yeah. You know, and it's funny because as we are kind of winding down this discussion about Bianca, her and Naomi have a lot of similarities in that respect. Like they're both dynam. <laughs> I can see you mouth the words, oh my God. (laughs) I want
0: them to be a rivalry so bad, oh my God. Mm -hmm.
2: Right, and you know, like just bringing it back to that point of like, it is a disappointment when you hear Bianca pulling out of a tournament because we had a taste of that after she won the US Open. Do you remember the WTA tour finals where they played the round robin? It was like Bianca, Mugu. um, Mm up. and those matches went to like went to the distance and mm-hmm. we're like wow this be like a big three moment on the women's side and so it's just been a disappointment for us fans especially as Canadian fans to kind of see her you know we don't uh, listen at the end of the day we really don't know what's going on with her and if she's doing it to kind of save her body that's great but I mean there is that fan element of like girl we want you to we want you to get in get into it so and it's
0: a health yeah. element like we don't want you to be having all these problems at 20. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. just rest up if you need to just heal all the way up
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and then give us like a full season and make us glad that we waited for you. You know, mm-hmm. Something.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: someone who's rested up and not played so much on clay has been Naomi Osaka. We have dragged her a little bit only because we want her to do well. And she's not doing what we feel like she should probably do, which is, play some of the smaller tournaments and sort of build up her comfort level on clay, but she's making headlines for something else in that she doesn't want to be in the headlines after a win or a loss, I guess.
0: (laughs) It's like funny, but it shouldn't be funny. That was a perfect way to word it, by the
1: way. You know, it's, it's, I think the question is whether it's about mental health or not, um, in, and, and you know, that's the statement that she made, but interested to hear what you guys think of the no press big news. When I read
0: it, like when I read the statement about her not doing press at all for the French Open this year, I kind of like gasped in a way, but also mm-hmm. was super proud of her for making such a bold move for her. Um, I didn't read it as like a call to action Like, oh my gosh, we should like (laughs) never do press conferences again. And I don't think that's the motive, but it was just nice to see her give a reason um, and say that she's prioritizing her mental health, which is just something like you really, you really can't help but kind of give a little clap for that. Because once somebody says like, oh, I'm doing this to preserve my mental health, would you want them to do the opposite? Like, because like we want to see people be generally happy. And even though it sucks as like a media person, like, I mean, if I got the opportunity to be in the media room and interview Naomi Osaka, duh, I would love that. And we'd be kind of bummed if she was like, (laughs) "Nope, girl, I'm good. I'd be kind of bummed. But it's also her right. Like, what are we going to do, ball and chain her and say, you have to come here. And then she also acknowledged the fact that there's going to be consequences for her doing so. And she'd like to see the fines go towards like some kind of organization that helps with mental health advocacy or something like that. But mm-hmm. I could also see how people are totally conflicted in their feelings because mm-hmm. sports talk, especially one of like conversations with the athlete, just kind of let us in more. Um but at the same time, some of the questions they ask, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> like, so it's it's feelings all the way around. But at the end of the day, I just land on I'm proud of her. Cause she's like, at one point, the girl barely opened her mouth. <laughs> like, and I mean, like now she's, and she's still not necessarily talking loudly. She's just kind of doing it with her actions. So.
2: I, okay, I, I really had time to think about this. And you know, I, when I think about her saying that she doesn't want to do any press, I immediately think to players that don't have the luxury of saying, I don't want to do press. You know, like we've been fortunate enough, Jason and I to talk to a couple of players that are not as highly ranked as Naomi and they don't have the luxury of being fined for not doing press. So, you know, when you talk about, um, Um, fairness for everyone on the tour I just think it's you know I just I don't think that it's appropriate for her to say that I'm not going to do any press because of her personal mental health well that means that you're undermining every other players uh, all the other players out there that might be going through a mental health struggle that have to do the press you know what I mean and so it, it it creates this kind of hierarchy that I don't think is Fair And, you know, in the same vein as Bianca pulling out of tournaments and not giving the fans really what they want, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that Naomi's decision to uh, not have press is something that she, I, I think that's something that she thought out, but I don't think that she really understood the ramifications for what that means to other players, you know, so, you know, listen, at the end of the day, we should call a spade a spade. This girl is making bank. She's getting oodles and oodles of freaking money and now you're going to kind of bite the hand that's feeding you I don't think that's fair so like I you know I also think that like if she has you know if she has mental health real mental health struggles she can take that you know that Yannick sponsorship that she's getting that like multi-million dollar sponsorship and hire herself a doctor you know what I mean so <laughs> I, that that's i that's what I feel but I do see how you know, you know, it is courageous to do something on your own, but you know, this has been a really kind of crazy topic that spawned a lot of. Um...
0: Oh my god! In like just two days, like she just <laughs> did this on Instagram, like two days ago, and people have yeah. just like they've. It, it has. I don't want to say the word triggered, but it's made people have a reaction because she's such a huge star in the world. Not even just tennis. Like people that don't follow tennis, that that harshly or, or vividly know who Naomi Osaka is, you know? So
2: mm-hmm. like my, okay, sorry, before we go on to Jason, cause I really want to hear what Jason has to say. Like, why could she not go to a press junket after a win or a loss and say, listen, I'm just really not feeling it today. Could we like, I'm going to answer certain questions, others I'm not, you know, I don't understand why there, wh- there couldn't have been a happy medium instead of just completely excluding press altogether.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Aldwin has talked about this on our show, how the press conferences are ridiculous sometimes, (laughs) you know, we um, hearken back to the final with Naomi and um, Jen Brady, where Brady was asked the question, you know, what, what do you think makes Naomi Osaka so great, which... It's kind of a weird question to ask yeah, after just a final just
0: lost to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's amazing. I love yeah. her to death. That's <laughs> yeah,
1: not it's not what like... you're going to hear her say. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know, what do you think Naomi's shit smells like? Do you think it <laughs> smells really? It, it's what it like, it's kind of that level of stupid, but people have to ask those questions. But I think, you know, maybe there's a point where you can say, you know, they're, Before you start this press conference, just so you know, um, if I'm not comfortable with your question, I'm not gonna answer it. Uh, And I'm gonna ask you to move on to the next question. But I do think, you know, there's a responsibility to the sport that she is the highest paid athlete in uh, as a female. She's the highest paid female athlete Uh in the world. And um, I kind of agree that, you know, 10 minutes in the press room you know, spend a couple thousand dollars on a um, psychotherapist or a sports psychologist, similar to what Iga has talked about doing. Um, and that will help you recover from the 10 minutes of torture of really, <laughs> of really stupid questions in the press room.
0: I think it's just something to keep an eye on, I guess, to kind of wrap it up in a way. But I'm all for her, you know, just choosing what she needs to feel like is her piece, even though there are some implications and like just stuff that comes along with that i'd rather just see her happy
2: you said it just like venus williams tweeted her or something venus williams like girl you do you
0: yeah yeah (laughs) you you do you girl like i mean everybody's not gonna like it and who who could like everybody doesn't like everything you know so i just hope that she doesn't what i don't want to see is that she just stops press altogether like if she's just taking a pause this tournament okay gotcha if you needed it for your mental health But, like, find a way, like you were saying, Jason, to find a balance. There's a happy medium somewhere. And she can do it. She just, you know, it'll take some time.
2: I will say, I will call Shade, though. I will call Shade if she starts winning and starts having press conferences. I will call I'll be the first.
0: You you made a really good point. Like, okay, okay. do you think for this specific tournament, though, do you think she's bracing us for a
1: loss? (laughs) I mean... uh she has not she has not played well i think she's won one match one, in one each match. of the tournaments that she played or mm-hmm. just one match
0: just one match against she masaki just, Doi.
1: right in and and she she almost lost the first set in that match if i recall
0: it was it, it was, was a, a tie break, break. It was a, yeah it was
1: a tight little moment yeah <laughs> so i do think yeah there's obviously some uh, acknowledgement and we've talked about it on our show the acknowledgement that And you could see it in her face. I think you said this on your episode that she 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 feels a bit of a ways about how she's playing and she sort of wears that a bit more on the court when she's not doing well on the clay. Potentially, she's preparing us for an early exit, which, you know, she's not quite comfortable yet on the surface. So we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. we want we want her to do well. We want her to do well, but you need to you need to play more matches. they don't want to do well. <laughs> Just being honest. So, um, over to the men who are the hot players on the men's side. Bow, bow. In which way do you mean? Cool. Um, <laughs> I think we might be saving that for the end. But uh, the hot the hot players.
0: I think. I mean, we're going into the French Open, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
3: just
0: respect to the guy that's won it 13 times, <laughs>
3: yeah. and, has
0: won, and has won two tournaments leading into this tournament. So like, he's the player to be, and I'm talking about Rafael Nadal, you know? It's, it's, it's just hard for me to look past all of the stuff he's accomplished on clay and at this tournament, at the French mm-hmm. Open, and like, see anybody as like, <laughs> close to him until they sh- show that they are, if that makes any sense, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's, he's number one, number one, for sure. He's really? not a player. It's his and house. His, his, his pink shorts have been nice to look at all season two, so.
2: Honey, you know, again, another thread that we've had on a previous show, and also with our um, our followers on IG, those pink shorts do not look like that on me.
0: Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he, I think they're like a five and 10 seam, and they're like, they're created just for him. And I don't think oh. there's any other players that could rock it like that either.
1: Is he going to bring a different kit, do you you think, to the French Open?
0: Yeah, I haven't seen any pictures, but like, I think it's green-ish inspired, like an aqua green, darker aqua green, something Mm. like
2: that. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for both of you when it comes to like, informed players heading into the French Open. A, what do y'all think about my ex-boyfriend, Pass? Okay. (laughs) B. What y'all think about Zverev? Because, you know, she she did a little sun sun up in Madrid. What do you think both about those them, two?
0: Both of them are on the bottom half of the draw, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes. 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 Both of them have a legitimate shot to get to another Grand Slam final, for sure. I think uh, Zverev's road is a little bit easier, but if Paz gets there, I think he's going to be A, really proud of himself, and two, um, really proud of himself times two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he should be. He should be. <laughs> Sitsi hasn't made a final yet, has he? Nope. He's no. not made a Grand Slam final. He's yeah. made three semifinals, two in Australia and one at the French Open last year. I mean, Sitsi was in it to win it in Barcelona in that final against Nadal. Like, he mm-hmm. could have won that match, I think. Yep. He- it was, you know, three and a half hours. He was playing super well. I think he's figured himself out on clay. He's, you know, not going for shots right away. He's placing the ball and and figured out that loopy Bianca and Drescu ball to sort of get mm-hmm. himself reset in the point. So definitely someone to watch. And Zverev, you know, he's he's ripped off that um, that cut off sleeve, <laughs> and I think he's coming back with a sleeved shirt. Um, but yeah, he's definitely, you know, won in A- Acapulco um, against City, which was sort of my match of the season so far. I thought it was spectacular and um, and then beat three great players uh, to take the title in Madrid. So
2: I wanted to give you guys some insider information about City. So, um, <laughs> you know, Miles, Miles correctly um, mentioned that CeCe only has made three Grand Slam semifinals. So when, it, this is toward the end of our relationship when things were really rocky and that we were in Monte Carlo together, we woke up one morning and he was like, you know, philosophizing as he usually does out of the balcony. <laughs> and he was like, I'm so happy to be here. And I told him like, stop acting like a loser. <laughs> like, don't you want to be a winner? Like, don't you want to win something for once in your life? And I slapped him. And I was it. like, I was like girl come on like this is your this is your year this is your turn enough of this like philosophizing shit like you want to be a slam winner <laughs> you gotta turn it up so
3: Go I mean, get it. <laughs> all,
2: all joking aside I do see with CeCe there is a change in energy I think that you know yes I can see Miles nodding his head he definitely wants it this year and I think that if it's his if it's, if it's a year for him to win a slam I don't think it's the French but I think it's this year but there's definitely a change in energy in him.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say we should not forget about Koretsev, who's like the player of the year for many people. Um, you know, he's he's in a he's in a tough little section though. Mm-hmm. He, he, yes, if, he, he is. if he wants to
0: if he wants to like not that he hasn't solidified his great season, but if he wants to really 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 make another like punch of like how serious he is. He he can do it. It just he has to beat some people, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: So. What about Rude, y'all? What do you
0: feel about Rude? He's quiet. His name is Casper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy him, though. I really enjoy watching him on clay. I really enjoyed a lot of his matches leading up to the French. And I'm interested to see how, like, he takes the momentum. Because this is, like, the first time... He's been seated at a major. I think this may be the first time because he's at a career high.
1: And this is the first first
2: time to be seated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Filthy. Filthy. He's got a girlfriend now. He's got a girlfriend. We it's oh, over. good job. Good job, Casper.
0: <laughs> good job, Casper. But I, I like him. I like him. Yeah. I, I want to I see what he does and just keep an eye out on him. He, he moves quietly. He just does his stuff and he's nice to look at, you know? Mm-hmm. Can't beat it. <laughs> Can't beat yes. it.
1: Yeah. I mean, he the way he moved his way through that draw until he faced Berrettini, mm-hmm. uh, he hadn't sort of faced a break point um, until that match against uh, Bublik. I think he faced one, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't broken until he lost to Berrettini. So definitely one to watch. And in Geneva, how he picked up that title, his second title of his career.
0: And he really was like in the tight matches against Chapo who unfortunately is not playing the French. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he really tightened up when it really mattered. Tightened up in a good way. Like his game was together. Um, so he's just one to watch. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what happens with him for the rest of his career, actually.
2: Yeah, Chapo's probably back home in... Where is he from? Is he from Toronto? Yeah, is he?
0: Th- you guys, you guys should know more than me. I know we should know, but he's <laughs> he's
1: working on dropping that third track.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I cannot yeah. believe we have come this far with Dennis. How did we get from rapping at in Indian Wells to like little literal singles on Spotify? How did, <laughs> how did we get here? I'm not uh, sure. <laughs>
2: I mean, the, the the question that begs to be asked, though, is how many listens is he getting on Spotify?
0: <laughs> oh, people are
1: tapping on it. If they're enjoying oh, it, that's, really? a, that's, a, that's a different story. But they're tapping yeah. on it. <laughs> M- M- we've, we've said on our show that a Quarantine Moutet has more flow than, than Dennis. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a little sassy, too. I like him. So sh- let's jump into the draws, then. Mm. So uh, the top half has... Joko and Nadal, if we're talking about the the top four seeds, and then the bottom half has Team and Medvedev. What you what you got going on? Any surprises for Joko? I mean, I looked at the draw, and Joko's draw seems fairly easy. easy
0: (laughs) It's really (laughs) consistent. I mean, he is the number one player in the world. So, like, if you work it out. I guess it would look easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Or should be easy but mm. <laughs> there's there's like nothing even none of the even the seeded players don't look like a threat to him. Like David Goffin is the highest seed in his section, I believe. But yeah. I'm pretty sure David Goffin is going out in the first round to Lorenzo Musetti. Calling that one. I yeah. would be surprised if Musetti doesn't win that actually.
1: I we called we call gofan the perpetual quarterfinalist but he's sort of not moving <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's moving he's moving back to like the third round potentially which is kind of where i have roger leaving oh i mean i'm not third mad round. at that i'm not mad at that I, <laughs> roger federer yeah mm-hmm, the great rf
2: question then how who does everyone have as their quarter for that part of the draw for the very top half
1: Oh, good question. Yeah. So
2: um, I agree with what both of you have said. I don't think that there's anyone in Djokovic's draw that could really, um, you know, cause him any trouble. Uh, I think that the first quarterfinal is going to be Djokovic and drumroll, please.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's going to be Cupfer. Djokovic versus Kupfer Ooh. is my first quarter. You just yeah. want to tag him
1: in lots of stories.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a great one.
2: <laughs> Honestly, in that second part of the draw, that second bracket, Matteo Berrettini is the um, is the seed, so is Roger. I don't see Roger getting to the quarter, nor nor do I see Berrettini. Kupfer seems to be like the workhorse in that quarter so I think that he's got I mean I know Berrettini made the final in Madrid but I I'm gonna give it to Cupfer. it's gonna be a Kupfer Djokovic quarterfinal
1: how dare you Fritz made the final of UTS <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god oh and that's such a good pick because when you said that I was like is Kupfer even in that part of the draw and then I look and gotcha. like you're you're absolutely right. He's a he's a sleeper that yeah, he, has, a sleeper. he definitely has room to to do something mm-hmm. in this draw. That's a good one, Aldwin.
1: It is a good pick. He's and he's Miles? Del- delicious.
0: Miles, who do you have? I have to shout him out. He went to school in New Orleans. Really? Yes. He really? Well, I'm, and I'm pretty sure he did all four years at Tulane. I may be wrong about the all four years, but he definitely worked his butt off at Tulane
1: University in New Orleans. So that's one of the ways I'm like, oh, go Kopfer. Nice. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay, all right.
1: So that's that's your pick in that quarter. And I have I have Barrettini, but I do have uh, a Roger losing to either Fritz or Kopfer in the third round. Mm. Pull
0: in for Kopfer now. Didn't see it until Auburn brought it to my attention. But yeah, pull in for Kopfer. If he wins over Federer, oh my God! Talk about like win of your career. Something okay, to tell so your grandkids a, about.
2: <laughs> we have a Djokovic cup for quarterfinal, and then Jay thinks it's going to be Djokovic Berrettini. What do y'all think for about the sec the the second quarter?
1: Wait, we have to hear about uh, Miles's. First I would agree. Stress.
0: I would agree. Oh, I think oh, I would oh. do. I think if I'm doing quarterfinalists, I probably would do Djokovic and Berrettini, kind of pushing for Felix
1: do something, I would like like, him to do something. (laughs) Not like a hundred percent (laughs) sure. We would all like him to do something. Not a hundred
0: percent sure if it's going to happen at this tournament, but it's going to happen someday. Go Mm for it. I like FAA, FAA.
1: FAA. Yes, I have a how will FAA do? Can that bitch win a match? Is what I'm
2: saying. This the first round. It's F A O versus Seppi. Oh, Seppi's like you know, she's been there, done that. She's like you know, tired girl. She's gone. She's out of there.
1: So the the second part of that half has Nadal. Mm. Which can
0: I just say it's so unfair that he's seated number three.
1: I know. I was. (laughs) I saw that. I was like, what. Are you talking about
0: the rankings show it right? Like, I mean, yeah, he might be the, the third best player in the rankings right now, but the rankings are such yeah, on the men's and women's side. They're not really reflecting who's playing well because of how they froze them. Which mm-hmm. I guess at the time was the right thing to do, but it's mm-hmm. impacting it's impacting people's like places and draws now and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. And he's won there thirteen times. Going for <laughs> how do you see demand number three? Like yeah, I don't
1: know. It, it's just, you would it's just you would think they would do like Wimbledon does yep. a little bit of their own sort of thing. So you know, even though Roger was would be ranked six or whatever, they might put him to three or something like that because they feel like it. Makes more sense. But yeah, I agree with you. Medvedev being seated second is ridiculous. And never winning a match. (laughs) (laughs) He's never won a match before at the French Open? Never. 0-4. Yikes. Well, we'll talk about him in a minute. (laughs) But (laughs) Nadal's draw is a little, it seems a little tough early on. In my opinion, he's got Paparin, who's won a tournament in Singapore. His first. Um, mm-hmm. And then he might have either Gaston or Gasquet. And Gaston, let's not forget cutie with the booty, Gaston. <laughs> and the
0: French patootie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who
1: made the fourth <laughs> round last year and took team to five sets. Yes. And then in the third round, he could play Cam Nori, who made a final. sonigo who played well in Rome. And Lloyd Harris, yeah. who like gone deep in multiple draws. Mm-hmm. I feel
0: bad for right. all of them though because they're not going to beat Nadal. <laughs> they're just not. Like it's cute, it's cute to like say their name. <laughs> but they're cute. not. They're not. Mm-mm. I just I would be I would be shocked if any of those people like get the before the quarterfinals.
2: Agreed. Yeah, I I mean like they're they've done well in their in their respective tournaments but Nadal's the guy. I mean even Sinner who's in this part of the draw is like the one to kind of look at but I think Sinner's still a year maybe even two years um he still needs a year or two to really get to the level of like being able to beat Nadal to be honest I would agree you know, I think
0: he's I think not he's, far away but he, he'll
1: get there
2: right he's not far away but I still call Nadal to go through his through his mm-hmm. part
1: yeah I mean in the French Open last year he was the only person to Uh, take Nadal to a tiebreak set, so. The talent is there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so we're sort of in agreement, it sounds like. (laughs) Unanimously, Rafa. (laughs) We have Rafa (laughs) as one of the quarterfinalists, but who is everyone's other quarterfinalist?
2: Oh, my God, I'm so excited to hear because this is the juicy part of the draw.
0: Very juicy.
2: Okay, Jason, what do you think? Who's going to face Rafa in that quarter?
1: I have Cavs all the way. (laughs) Karatsa. <laughs> how caps. did I know Carats. you're going to choose Karatsa? Karatza <laughs> 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 Yes, cuz <'cause> he's just <laughs> he know he knows how to move on the clay. He has great groundstrokes on on both sides. And um yeah, I just don't see I don't see someone like, you know, Rublev who would be the obvious other choice. Um in terms of the seeds um, falling into place i don't think um i don't think rublev's playing well enough even though he made the final in monte carlo that mm. was like five five weeks ago
0: doesn't it feel like clay goes on forever in monte carlo yeah. was 16 years ago <laughs> yeah, Jeez,
1: it does yeah. Feel that way. <laughs> i mean you you slapped Sitsi on that on that uh terrace of your hotel five or six weeks ago <laughs> <laughs>
2: eternity ago an eternity <laughs> miles who do you have Who do, who's in that quarter
0: i think i'm going to go with rublev because i i was i was going to pick karatsev but karatsev is honestly like in the in the like last few weeks leading up he's looked a little tired maybe he may get rejuvenated <laughs> he has and i can't blame him because like He's in this whole new world, no Disney. (laughs) 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 He's never he's never gotten into tournaments as easy as he's been getting into them. And he's been like playing them week after week. And even with those really mighty calves, he's just looking a little tired. So that may play a factor. And I think Mm Rublev has gone on like this whole clay is where the real tennis is played thing. Mm -hmm. So he really feels confident on the clay, even though I feel like his game is so much better on hard court. So I'm going to pick Rublev because I think Rublev wants to make another quarterfinal. <laughs> All
2: right. <laughs> I think y'all are going to be shocked about who I have picked to face Nadal in the quarter. I don't have Karatsev. Mm. I don't have Rublev. Mm. Schwartzman, who? I mean, Schwartzman has done nothing this season. Agreed. You know, and unfortunately... Oh, he did
0: win the title. He did.
2: Schwartzman? Schwartzman?
0: Right, he did. It was so long he ago. I told it. you that clay season was really
3: long. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I mean like Schwartzman it's unfortunate because Schwartzman took out Nadal last year on a clay on, on clay and he really hasn't translated that into any kind of like consistency. Y'all are going to be surprised. I have a Nadal Basilashvili quarterfinal.
1: Ooh. I do. Juicy. Basilash,
2: Basilashvili oh. <laughs> is the guy that will um <laughs> Basilashvili is like top ma- like top dominance like raw energy power like so energy, much innuendo
1: you know. in your analysis
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing
0: because I'm laughing because you're not wrong at all actually. Like right? that, that's what it that's what it gives. But I just like I don't know. He's hard to root for with everything going, and I'm gonna get into it. But like everything around his name off the court, it makes exactly. me be like Ugh, yuck a little bit. But <laughs> I see it. I see it. Don't get me wrong. I see it. But like, mm-mm.
2: <laughs> I know we obviously don't condone any of his alleged off court behavior. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when I saw when I see Basilashvili in those like tight shorts and just like ripping forehands like a beast, I'm like, if it's Basilevichili, like Basilevichili, I think could face Karatsev in the third round or something that if that happens, that's going to be a lights out match. Um, actually. Oh, no, It'll no, be no a they Fourth went, round. Fourth round. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I have a I have a little feeling for this guy. I, I have a feeling that he's going to make it to the quarter.
0: And he's won two tournaments this year, one mm-hmm. on play. So I yeah. mean, I get it. I,
1: I completely get it. And he beat an inform Roger Federer. Totally. In-form, yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh did so okay so we have a mix I think, we did, I think we gave all of our quarters away we all we gave a, uh, we gave half <laughs> of our quarters so that the the bottom half is okay. um, so it's we have so medvedev <laughs> medvedev the number two seed uh who he he could get beat by any any of his opponents in that quarter
0: he can just show up and be like, "I hate clay. I'm going home."
1: <laughs> I do not want to play on this surface. I hate the surface. <laughs> that's a that's a really good impression, Jay. You're very good with impression. I'm, you know, team team might come out a little bit later. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's playing Bublik in the first round. We've called him the Bulge or the Poker. The Poker. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> 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 so that will be tough obviously. Uh Tommy Paul made a semifinal this week. So that's a tough one potentially.
2: This quarter is my like WTF quarter. Mm -hmm. Y'all, you don't even know who I have as a quarterfinal match for this. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to give it to you. So this quarter, obviously, we all have the feeling that Medvedev is just kind of, you know, meh, I hate the surface, yada, yada, yada. Y'all, I have in this last quarter, CC Pass versus Apelka.
0: Okay. Well, that would be a, that would be a, oh my God, that would be a quarterfinal. Oh my gosh. Right? Ooh, oh my gosh.
3: I,
2: Apelka it, is in the very bottom part of the Yeah, drop. you're
0: absolutely but right.
2: I am giving Apelka a bit of like kudos because you know, I, I kind of put him in the same category as Isner, American, also sampras from back in the day who like just <laughs> 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 you know, like who do who do nothing on clay. But Apelka had a really good result in um was it in Italy in the Italian Rome. open? Mm-hmm yeah and you know i i think that his you know current love affair with venus williams is giving him all the feels
1: <laughs> Yuck! i got yuck, a refill yuck 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 <laughs> yuck <laughs> yuck you, Opalka's not doesn't give you the feels even though Anti- he's dating venus anti-feels is that confirmed yet have we confirmed that has people magazine put that in publication it was on page six of the new york (laughs) post apparently right aldwin oh
0: i just i love venus way too much for me to believe like i can see how that's her type but mm -mm, venus Mm -mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) venus can do better he seems cool he sees like culture they both like art
0: yeah, I can, see, and they they could look eye level to each other, kinda.
3: <laughs> kind of, kind of,
1: kind of. I'm just not,
0: I'm just not picking Opelka to get to the quarterfinal.
3: Who were you I'm picking, pick
0: Christian Garen, to make that quarterfinal Ooh. versus Sitsipas? I would like to see that matchup.
2: Yes,
1: you That's and I have match. the same quarter. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: What is it about Garin that you guys are so uh, like about?
1: So he's like
0: karatsev calves jr he has really <laughs> nice calves he does and he's already he's won a title on clay this season he beat at madrid which like i mean if you look at it is not like some huge event but right. he did beat mevadev he's he's in mevadev section he probably will beat mevadev again if mevadev <laughs> wins a <the> match um <laughs> And I just, I think he's really comfortable and getting comfortable in his position of like being a top 20-ish player. And I think this is his time to shine because he's like you said, that quarter is so WTF, he might be the one that comes out of it.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think, I so I have the same quarter as you. Uh, The one player who, um, if you've listened to the Ready Play Tennis podcast before, you know, I think is boring as F, but we cannot (laughs) discount Milos. Milos comes has not back. Since he has not played, but he comes back and ends up doing well. I mean, he did the same thing in Cincinnati. He made a final. I'll
0: do it in your face.
1: <laughs> Are you on crack? I just don't think you can discount him winning a few matches. He, and he beat City <laughs> Pass the last time they played.
0: Mm-mm. You're like, no. Mm-mm. no. I mean, I, I don't dislike Rownich, but I also can't imagine his game just clicking on clay at Roland. all game. of a sudden yeah yeah I just can't imagine it I
1: hear you I have him going to the fourth round and losing to Pass. okay yeah yeah that that would be a safe bet <laughs> yeah it's a safe bet but I just think you should we th- don't discount Ooh. him he would have to oh. get past uh Stevie Johnson or uh Francis
0: Tiafo to do that Neither are, like, you know, like, I'm not like, my grand slam <laughs> champion. But I think, I, mean, I think um, I would actually give either one of those Americans that win that first round match, I would give them the slight edge of a roundage, if roundage even gets out of the first round, because he's playing, like, a really good clay quarter in the first round. So, yeah,
2: sorry, I, mean, I didn't, I didn't just- mean
0: to shit all over your, your <laughs> quarter. <laughs> <Don't>
2: <laughs>
1: we have the same, same quarter.
2: Sebastian
1: <laughs> yes, that's true.
2: Sebastian Corda could possibly face Pass in the second round, and Corda has had—he just won a tournament, so you know he—he's um, he, some- he won
0: the men's Parma.
2: Yeah, that's right. He just won the mm-hmm. men's Parma. There you go. You know, it, a lot has changed last year when you know he got smoked by Rafa, and was like, <laughs> can you sign my T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's his game is very easy. It just everything seems very easy with him, like his ground strokes the way he moves it it's feels very fluid. easy so yeah fluid so i feel like he yeah he is a dangerous player for ct in the second round mm-hmm. the final quarter is team's quarter
3: mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: so i don't have team making it past the fourth round mm-hmm. yeah I have him losing to Rude, uh, and I have Rude um, facing Zverev.
2: Wow, so do I!
1: (laughs) Are we triplets? Yes,
3: okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I would feel comfortable with that one, actually. I would pick that for sure. Zverev has confidence. Rude has confidence. Team is lacking in that. And both Zverev and Rude's draw look comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, they just just on paper, it looks like both of them with the form they have should meet each other in the quarterfinals. I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. It'd be a great hair matchup too. You know,
2: <laughs> I know he's just got to even out his um his like headband tan, Casper rude.
0: <laughs> you know what? He's like one of the few guys that plays with the Yonix. Maybe it's something in the Yonix fabric or something. Who knows? I don't
1: know. The other player. I know you guys are gonna drag me. But the other player I always like to watch and, you know, has beaten Djokovic this year is Dan Evans. Oh, <laughs> he, I'm, he I'm could,
0: not even going to ask you to unpack. one. <laughs> I like
1: his I feel like he's a bit of um, a spirit sister for me in terms of game style. I think I, I play a little bit like him. I kind of got that slice, which I de- I've developed into a bit of a weapon. So, and mm. I like a, I like a, a sort of, um, you know, down on his luck story and mm-hmm. somebody re-emerges. So, and he won his first tournament last year.
0: This year, this year against Felix at yeah. before Australia, yeah.
1: Oh, Felix, zero and seven or zero and twelve or <laughs> whatever you are in finals.
0: One day we're gonna get one. One day I think
1: so. He's gonna get one for sure.
0: He's gonna hear this and be like, you. Miles, you
1: told me I could, do that. <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> I
2: agree Dan Evans is one to watch for sure. Yeah, for
1: sure. So we have our quarters. Did you, did you go so far as to pick uh, the semifinals and finalists from those quarters? <sighs> I think we pick um, our finalist.
2: Yeah. I think it's going to be Nadal versus um, my ex-boyfriend. Nadal that- versus CC.
1: We did not talk about this uh, in <laughs> advance because we wanted to be surprised for all, but I have the same uh, same final. Am I going to ruin the podcast if I say I have the same <laughs> final too? <laughs> no! <laughs> that's that's it awesome. Like it's
0: coming. It feels like it's coming for Sitsubhan. Do-
1: do we have the same winner
0: if you say nadal then yeah
1: i have nadal
2: no i'm gonna say cc
1: <laughs> you're yeah. a liar. really okay, you're a liar I okay.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. no, no, listen just hear me out for a second historically i mean this is what tennis rivalries are made of right you get beaten uh, to a pulp on multiple occasions you know you're disgraced in barcelona you had match points I'm telling you, C.C. Pass has something to prove. He's like put this like nice guy philosophical um, character away and he's hungry, you know, especially seeing team and Zverev um, a contend for a Grand Slam final last year. He should be part of that equation. And I think he's starting to feel a bit left out. So I think that this is his time to really step his pussy up. <laughs>
0: I'm not mad at a pussy step up from Sitsy Paz. I would be cool (laughs) with that. I'm just not against Rafa yet. I don't know. Part of me is just like, okay, let Rafa get his 14. Maybe you can get it next year because he's only 22. You know, he's going to have a chance to win a French Open again. And his draw is not like a piece of cake. But if he if he wins it, super kudos to Sitsy Paz. For sure. Yeah. So we got tuna dolls,
2: one
3: CC.
1: Tuna dolls and a it sounds like a Starbucks order. <laughs> that sounds Whoa. like a teaser. Um, okay, should we jump to the whim women? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we have the top four seeds are Body Potty, Osaka, Sabalenka, and Kenan. <laughs>
0: poor Kenan. Poor Kenan. Poor oh. thing. She's having some, like, legit real daddy
1: issues. And, you know... <laughs> It happens. It, it, it happens. it happens. It happens. <laughs> she should be the one saying, "I want no press." Yeah, honestly,
0: yeah, you have a point. You have a really good point.
1: <laughs> so uh, I looked at Barty's path, and it looks fairly easy. Although she has um, our our new emerging—well, not new and emerging. She's been emerging for two years, but we call her Cuckoo for Coco Golf <laughs> because because. We love us She's a go- talented. Moment. She's so crazy. Talented. She showed her talent in Parma. Like I was watching that final against mm-hmm. Zhang, and she just was moving her around and hitting with depth and making her look like a punk. She mm-hmm. has a
0: horror about her for only a 17-year-old. Yeah. I'm not putting like too much pressure on her too early because, like, she could totally be like, you know, I don't want to play tennis anymore. I want to like <laughs> just go to school full-time. And as a 17-year-old, like, that would be like, okay, you know? But she has, like, a talent and some grit behind the talent that I just love to see. So, Mm -hmm. go Coco. You go You go, Coco.
1: (laughs) In that quarter, there's a third-round All-American encounter with Coco and and Brady, potentially. Mm
2: -hmm. I like that
1: match. That's going to be a juicy one.
2: I would have given Brady more of a shot, but, like, Brady hasn't had really good clay court prep. Like, I think the, in that part,
3: sorry, you
2: know what? It, it hurts my heart. It really does. <laughs> no, no. Venus is my forever. It's, she's my forever girl, but like, it is really hard to see her lose. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm saying honestly, if it's not Barty, it's a hundred percent golf coming out in that very top part of the draw. Yeah.
1: Should we pick our quarter for that part of the draw?
2: I'm saying for that first quarter, it's going to be Barty versus Mukova.
1: Same. Barty versus Mukova.
2: Yeah. Barty versus
0: Mukova. You know what? I am going to go on a and I'm doing this out of just my heart having a moment here. I'm going (laughs) to go, I'm going to go Barty versus Sloan Stevens.
1: Oh. Right. oh how dare you pick sloan to beat carla suarez navarro in her final french <laughs> open how dare you
0: <laughs> sorry carla girl i'm so sorry <laughs> i know you've been battling a lot and it's good to see you on the tour but i think sloan is putting together some stuff like just one foot in front of the other and this could be like a reemergence. i would not be mad at that at all so i'm picking sloan
2: you know she what Miles, I don't
0: may not make me regret this, but you know,
2: whatever. <laughs> no, but I'm not I'm not kidding you. Just in the same way that i felt like there's a change in energy with CC, I felt like Sloan had a, obviously had a bit of a slump, but her Clay Court results even though she didn't really go deep in any particular tournament, you can tell she's really putting in the foundational work. So I wouldn't be surprised either if, you know, former French Open finalist, if she gets into that quarter.
1: Okay. That's Let's go to the other half, uh, other quarter of that half. Mm, mm, mm. yikes! The <laughs> tears. She So she could play Ostapenko. Well, she plays Ostapenko in round one. And Ostapenko made the semis in.
0: Ostapenko won it in 2017.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. We're all, we're all sadly remembering. That. <laughs> but she, she played well in, uh, in Rome. She lost to Pliskova mm-hmm. and then Pugula is playing well. And so she would go up against her in the third round. So I don't really see her, um, getting past that third round.
2: No, no. I
0: think if I'm picking somebody to come out of that section, to make up a quarterfinalist, it's probably going to be Sakari.
2: Ooh,
1: we love us some Sakari. I think. Yeah. Cause it rhymes with Dakari. Which I love. <laughs> <laughs> there are some juicy matches, though, in that quarter, they're, like Zachary really Sacri- and Mertens in the third round. Mugu and Soribes Tormo, who I love watching her play. It's just oh my god! I every freaking ball back. I just Ceribes, love it. Love it.
2: He's, he's been aptly nicknamed on the GLT um, message board as Soribes Torment.
0: oh yeah she would torment me if i was playing her i'd be like oh my god girl can you miss please can you please miss
1: (laughs) (laughs) of all the matches she had with bianca in or all the matches that bianca had in miami i thought hers with Soribes Tormo was the best to watch it was just torture because you know bianca wanted these points to end but she Mm -hmm. couldn't she couldn't she was picking the right spots to pull the trigger and like 30 ball rallies so, Jason,
2: you have who coming out of that part of the draw, the Kenan part? I have Mertens and Iga. Mertens versus Iga. Yeah, no, that does not look like my quarter. <laughs> what does your quarter look like, Miles? I'm going to
0: go Iga versus Sakari.
2: Babes, we're totally not vibing on this one. Really? I'm going to say, uh, listen, I'm going to say that in the Kenan part of the draw, um, obviously, Kenan is not going to <laughs> go very Sorry. far. Sorry, girl. <laughs> I'm gonna, honestly, I'm going to say that it's going to be JPEG. It's going to be Pegula. You know why? Because she's the girl that, like, she's so consistent that she's going to give everyone a nightmare, and I think that she's going to go up against Mertens, and it's going to be a tight one, but I think JPEG's got the mental fortitude to really take it into the quarter. Um, in the other part of the quarter, I know Sviantec is like the easy choice, but I think that Mugu has been, you know, like boiling with anger of like, <laughs> why, why am I not doing as well? Arr. And I think that she is going to take it to Sviantech And she to be like, you know what? I should have won that Australian open. I'm not going to let it happen to me a second time. So she mm. can take it to that Polish teenager. I wouldn't
0: mind that story
1: at all. You set it up so well, Odwin. I, would <laughs> I really would. I'd love to see it. <laughs> well, you've, you've, You've picked your round of 16 matches, which I had those matches, but I just had the different winners. Ah, okay. Pagula Peg- cool. versus Mertens and Muguruza versus mm. Yeah, well, That's a
0: nice section of the draw. I'll be, I'll be having all my eyes on those two sections. Yes.
1: All of those matches will be good, though. I
2: think we're in a For good sure. Draw. That's a nice little section. I know. I kind of want uh, Sakari to get through because I have a bit... Well, Jason and I both have a bit of a crush on her on her coach, who's been like watching our IG stories, Tom Hill. He's a cute little snack.
0: I have to go research that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Miles, get into it. He's really Don't worry.
0: Cute. Don't you worry, I will.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the bottom half, we have uh, Sabalenka mm-hmm. and uh, Osaka. Which quarter do we want to talk about first?
2: I like how we did it before where we did the number two seated quarter. So
1: gotcha. Naomi, we've already discussed her woes on clay, her clay woes. I don't see her getting past Pedosa in the third round.
0: Pedosa's gonna be like beep beep. (laughs) Who got the keys to the
1: Jeep (laughs) (laughs) exactly? The and the juicy matchups, obviously, Bianca. Bianca's in that section against any Simovo, so we'll get a rematch of Miami. And mm-hmm. Podoroska who made the semis last year. Yes. What about her? She's playing Benchich in round one.
0: That's a little bit of a popcorn match. Like yeah. it, it, yes. it might even get like a Suzanne Longlung kind of court kind of vibe. I'd like yes. to see it. Podoroska, like she's not like overflowing with confidence, but hopefully she has one of those, oh, I'm back at the place where I really did good at, mm-hmm. kind of vibes. You know?
2: Yeah. Ben- Benches is having just um, nightmares all over the place. She lost to um, Mladenovic. At, I forget which tournament. I think at the Italian Open, she's not informed She like doesn't she have big running...
0: match energy to me. Benches. She doesn't yeah. have enough big match energy. BME.
2: Yeah, I don't. What I is. agree. I don't see her getting through that. I think um, in that quarter where Bianca is, the girl that's gonna come out of there. Who did I choose? Guys, this is it. My quarter is Bedosa, the very bottom part, versus Kudermatova.
0: Okay, I can see that.
2: That's my quarter.
0: If I had it my way, like, of course, the seedings, I would love to see Bianca versus Naomi on clay. I just feel like both of them don't come in with enough stuff under their feet to, like, really make it happen. So I didn't pick pick that to happen. So I'm going to go with... um, (laughs) You guys probably won't guess this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with Kanepi versus Ooh, Kirstea.
1: Okay. Are you? Wow. I'm. I'm
0: I, I may or may <laughs> not be. I may or may not be. Kanepi. You guys call Golfman like a perennial Grand Slam quarterfinalist. That's <laughs> what Kanepi is. And Kuznetsova, yeah. she just made the final of Strasbourg. She won Istanbul. I know I'm reaching for a limb here, and she's been to a Grand Slam quarter before. And I think it's at this tournament so yeah something might happen in those parts of the draw for sure
2: babe i am not in i am not in disagreement with you i was gonna mention kristia as a dark horse for exactly those reasons i thought she was gonna want her win her second title against krajikova today but she is really putting some shit together so you know what kristia is a girl to watch agreed mm.
1: i haven't mm-hmm. watched much of her play until i decided to watch the venus match and she's she's crisp very. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we all have a little bit of a different look for this section because I, you know, all, although we've dragged her, I have <laughs> Bianca. <laughs> oh, my I, have God. B- I have picked <laughs> Bianca, and I have I have her facing Von drusova
2: Are you? Oh my God! Von what?
0: Von <laughs> drusova has been out of nowhere, but she lost to Swiatek last year, and the year before that, she was in the final. Which aren't bad results, you
1: know, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. see. You know, I always love seeing the the social media posts where you know the US Open says the this is the projected quarterfinals. Oh and I'm like, do you not <laughs> yeah, know right. the WTA? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Good on. luck with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, please. Please. Tell me, tell me why Vonjuseva. I really I really need to understand. So I just feel like
1: with with all the sort of WTA dark horses, like she's one of those ones that can sort of squeeze through. Okay. All right. It's not, it's not, and it's there's no complexity really. That's just sort of my rationale.
2: She looks she looks really cute in her new Nike kit. She just posted it on, on IG this morning. So okay. Girl. She's...
0: Wonderful gowns.
1: I actually <laughs> have her I actually have her beating Bianca to make the semi. Um,
2: Vondrusova.
1: Yes. <laughs> I really. I, if she
0: loses first round to Kanepi...
1: <laughs> I. I. We love ourselves the Kanepi moment. We love her. Mm-hmm. We that's, that
0: they play oh. first round, so whoever wins that first round may be a Grand Slam quarterfinal Agreed. Oh, that's a that's
2: a good call there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So the right, final, the last, the last quarter features Sabalenka
0: big mm. savvy can i just give a shout out to and i wanted to do this a little bit earlier but can i just give a shout out to Kanja for like making yes. herself relevant again because that yes. was a girl a couple seasons ago i was like oh yeah she's gonna do some things she's come back with the thick thighs that save lives <laughs> and she has made it through the, to the uh made it through qualies and I'm, if i'm sabalenka I'm a little bit scared and I know that like, they probably aren't best of friends, but Kanja and Sabalenka are around the same age. So I'm sure they're aware of each other's games, you know? I'm interested in that first round match. Of all the places like the qualifiers could have went, that's the juiciest qualifier versus seeded matchup in the entire draw. And I'm not necessarily calling an upset, but Kanja can definitely upset Sabalenka. And I would not be surprised if she does. I
1: I think, Having listened to your show, Miles, we all want to know, and we want our listeners to know what is you, what are the prospects for your girl? So your
3: girl! Like,
0: oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> don't oh my
1: don't get don't get nervous. <laughs> I am nervous because that's my girl, and everybody knows it. <laughs> <laughs> take a take a deep breath. <laughs> oh,
3: I just
0: can I see her coming to her quarterfinal, like or out of her section. Yes, the matches against Kerber and Kvitova worry me, but I feel like uh, a really good, in her form, Serena can handle those two, those two girls. Um, yes. Great, great champions, but I feel like a, a good Serena beats them. You know. Um, yes, I, just, I could handle know,
1: Kerber at the moment. Just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I've, super nervous.
1: I've um, only played five days, and I can handle Kerber.
0: Yeah, Kerber. <laughs> The Kerber's on retirement alert, poor thing. <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> I just, I have to see Serena do it for me to pick her, and I can't believe I'm, I'm in that position in my fandom or super fandom of hers. But I have mm. to see her to pick her, um, and it's 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 just it's just tough. But I do think she's going to make it to the quarters to face Uchenkova. Oh,
1: you, you're picking okay. Sabalenka to go out early.
0: Yes, only because Sabalenka has proven herself to not, she has balls, don't get me wrong. They just haven't shown out, like the big kahunas haven't shown out at the Grand Slams. Would love Mm -hmm. to see her prove me wrong and like get past a a Grand Slam fourth round. But until I see it, kind of similar with Serena, until I see it, like, you know, I don't pick it. Mm -hmm.
1: Who do you got,
2: So that quarter, I mean, look, we're looking at, okay, if I'm looking at Sabalenka as part of the draw, I don't see anyone that can take her out. I mean, our girl, the girl that we interviewed, Leila Fernandez, she faces Potokova. Love her. You know, I, love her. We love her. We love a good Leila moment. We want her to do really well. But Sabalenka looks like she's the most... Um, prepared she's shown the most kind of she's had the most results this season so I'm picking her to be in the quarter um and honestly sure you've got Williams you've got a couple of Grand Slam champions Kvitova Kerber um you've got Daniel Collins who's you know who can do some damage but I'm putting my money on Serena to come out of that part of the draw I think it's going to be a William Sabalenka rematch
1: I would like to see it yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah I see that
1: I think Serena, obviously, she's someone who historically works her way into tournaments. So she, unlike many other players, she can <clears throat> work her way in and then be in top form come the quarterfinals. So uh, I, I appreciate that, you know, she hasn't had a lot of match play, but she, she can get there. I do have her losing to Kvitova. I love a bit of a in the round of sixteen. I play like a bit of a. Do you? Oh, yes. And uh, you're also a lefty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh, I'm, with, I I'm didn't here with. That. I'm here with two lefties, <laughs> uh, and uh, another lefty who I have making a breakthrough. Uh, who the we already mentioned is Layla, but she I'm is going. So glad
0: to... you guys interviewed her. I love that episode. I really did.
1: Oh, that's nice. Oh. Thank you. She's she's super cute and super. Just mature for eighteen years old, Um, but she. I think she's gonna. I. I do think this will be her breakthrough, and she'll make the fourth round, but she'll lose to Sabalenka. And
0: she's won French Open Juniors here,
2: mm so she's
0: she's cool with the clay and at Roland Garros.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, and we didn't even mention this, but like, look at this juicy first round match up of former Grand Slam champions: Azarenka versus Kuznetsova. Romick, I have an upset
1: alert beside that
2: throwback i you think that kuznetsova
1: is going to take it over vika i mean vika hasn't played a ton lately although she's always posting herself training with more Taglu at his academy <laughs> and you know showing her son raking the clay yeah uh, but kuznetsova is always dangerous
0: she's a dangerous yeah. floaty you know? mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah she is she's won it before she knows that girl so
1: knows. who's who's your winner the whole tournament,
2: yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, man!
2: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I feel comfortable with saying this.
0: You go first, well, then.
2: <laughs> okay, I will say that the semi is going to be Mugu versus Barty. Mugu's gonna go into the final, the bottom half is going to be Sabalenka versus Badosa. Sabalenka will go to the final and I think Mugu will beat it'll be like um, you know like hard court US Open but on clay so it's going to be the battle of the bashers Big Mugu Babe Tennis Sabalenka. Big Babe Tennis and I think Mugu is I, I give it to Mugu Ooh. I do. Yeah. I
1: um have Sabalenka in the final as well against Barty. so we're going to get a three-peat of this rematch but I picked Sabalenka to win her first slam.
2: Wow, that's good.
0: <laughs> I think I'm yeah. going to go with Serena Barty.
3: Ooh, that would be juicy.
0: Oh. And
1: oh my god, I can't think I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you if you predicted here. We will be able to replay it forever.
0: I know, and Serena's <laughs> gonna be so mad at me when she like listens to this. Because I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have her winning that final against Barty. Oh.
1: Even oh, though my- we've just said that she gets into form by the quarterfinal.
0: I've seen it before.
1: Mm. Yeah. We've talked about it on our show. I want her to
0: prove she- me wrong. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But like yeah. mm.
1: people Miles. Uh, I was just going to say, players don't fear her the way they used to like four or five years ago. So that's
0: that's super fair to say, for sure.
2: I, Miles, I just I've said this on a previous show before, but Serena is in the category of legends. And just like Steffi Graf, who in the, you know, in the sunset of her career, all of the stars aligned for Steffi to win that French Open in 1999. Serena is going to have her. Tw- Believe me, she's gonna have her twenty fourth. I don't know if it's the French Open. It would be great if it was the French Open. But she is gonna have her fairy tale ending. Uh, but we'll see. So I, she
3: can make the final.
0: <laughs> You're right. Tennis has a way of like the the real true legends. Yeah, some yes. out, some outliers, but the real true legends go out great. Mm -hmm. Yes, I I think she's worked. I think she's put in too much work and has helped the sport along. So, so much. Some that some of it has to come back and she's going to, you know, really ride off into the sunset. It just may not be this
1: tournament. I would agree with that as as the Oracle of all things Serena. (laughs) What what are your feelings about like the pressure she feels <laughs> now man, at? I that. <laughs> <laughs> <Are you laughs> sh- yeah. Oracle of all things, Serena with Miles <laughs> Davis. <laughs> yes, what, yes. What's your feeling about the pressure she has? Because I mean, I think you know, you if you watched the Serena documentary, which I'm sure you have, you know, the pressure that she felt to get that Serena Slam, and then she lost to. Um, what's her head Vinci look at me look at me um but I wonder like obviously she's been chasing 24 now she's made four finals and not done it what do you think about like that the pressure that she has or is she able to like let it go
0: I think she's trying her best um and that's all she honestly can do she's juggling a lot like, being a tennis player, being a mom, I was just watching a YouTube clip of, like, an interview in Rome, and she said she hasn't even spent 24 hours away from her daughter, which, like, I mean, she's a toddler. Who could expect her not to? And she's so cute. Olympia is so cute. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not easy to balance that motherhood, being a global brand that she is, and execute every single day on a tennis court and do it seven times to win a Grand Slam. I think... Mm-hmm. We're we're needing like a like you said with Steffi Graf, all the stars aligned kind of moment. I'm just gonna have to see it, and I want to see it. I just can't pick it. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. with my yeah. with my
0: tennis with my tennis brain, my heart wants to see it, but my tennis brain is just like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that her story is going to be perfectly written with her last slam at the U.S. Open. It can only be that way because she has had such a, you know, such a tumultuous relationship with the US Open. That was her first slam. She obviously, you know, the the match with Kim Clijsters with Naomi Osaka, you know, I can't imagine a better ending than Serena ending her career with a US Open slam title. Like it just would, that's just the way that it has to be, I think, but I mean, when was the last time Serena won the French Open? I can't even remember.
0: 2015. 2015 Mm. like not forever ago but you know it's been it's been over five years
2: was that the maria maria sharapova final
1: that was the lucy safarova final
2: lucy safarova yes yes
1: Mm -hmm. but she made the final the year after and lost with with the Mugu lob oh my god you guys funny story about that match
0: i think i was out of town doing something and I was watching <laughs> it at the hotel. And, like, you guys know the song Formation by Beyonce, right? Mm-hmm. NBC yes. NBC was, like, doing the media package, hyping up the final before it started. And they played Formation. And I was like, there is no possible way that Serena is going to lose this match after NBC has played Formation for her. and he lost. <laughs> Still quite not over that. Still, still quite not
1: M- over that. Mugu but- played but- really well. I was actually at the French Open I saw I was supposed to see the ladies semifinals but I saw the the quarterfinals cuz that was the rain soaked French Open year. Yikes. Mm, mm. nice. Good times, great mm-hmm. times. Well, we've we've wrapped up our French Open preview but we wanted to do a little bit of a game. <laughs> we like yes. games on our podcasts uh, for anyone listening to Miles Show and, Miles, uh, do you
2: like games?
0: I love games, and I like playing games with the Ready Play Tennis Podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Just,
2: uh, playing games with my heart. Just
1: <laughs> do, do you want I to intro? So uh, whenever we interview players, Aldwin always intros the game. So I think Aldwin, you should intro the game.
2: So we are going to play a game called Who Would You ATP WTA. WTA French edition, okay? French Open, anything French. And so what we've done is we've each created two questions. Um, a who would you question where you have to name either an ATP or WTA player that you would like to do this particular thing with.
1: The D. And
2: um, again, it's in the theme of um, the French Open. So I'm going to start with yeah. my first question. And again, Jason... Um, justly corrected me while we were playing tennis today because i initially said let's make an atp question a wta question he's like well girl can't why can't you just make it a gender neutral question like, you're <laughs> you're, you're not, you're Right. I mean, why not he's not wrong so my, right so my first question is um who would you take on a shopping spree with on the Champs-Elysees, which is the famous street in Paris where all of the very expensive boutiques are. Who would you take with you on a shopping spree?
1: My answer is very easy. I'll let Miles go first.
3: Oh, dang,
0: I wanted you to go first.
1: Well, uh, I I can go first then if you need some time to think about it. So the answer is obvious because we follow her on Instagram. She has a (laughs) fun, fresh, posts her stories are incredible she bounces in and out of stores and she's twirls in the streets when she does her posts and she <laughs> she is aldwin's pick to win the french open Yay. Muguruza, for sure she is she just looks super fun i want to hang out with her
2: oh that's a good pick i like that
1: my backup would be venus
0: oh my gosh you took my pick <laughs> yes yes <laughs> I would say Venus. I think me and Venus would have a great time doing that, actually.
2: You did you see at the Australian Open when she lost first round, she was in the Prada store on her IG, <laughs> on her IG, and she was like, Thinking get it. me all of the belts. <laughs> <laughs> <Thinking>
0: <laughs> I just watched a YouTube video because she has like this really cool partnership now with Kay swiss It was like yeah. the one of the coolest Venus Williams interviews that I've ever watched. So yes, I would go shopping with Venus Williams, specifically Venus? in Paris, yeah.
2: I am going to choose a player that is not playing Sorry, the the French Open. And I'm going to say, I'm going to choose Jeannie, Jeannie Bouchard. Why? Because, you know, we obviously interviewed interviewed her last summer and she likes herself a cute bag. And she's currently in New York with her mom and she is just hitting up all of those stores. So I think she'd be really fun to shop with. So I would take Jeannie.
1: I feel like you know she would buy you something. That's why you would take her. <laughs> <laughs> you you would
2: get her to buy you something.
1: "Can you just buy me this bag, Jeannie?
2: I would I would take out like my Capital One Mastercard and be like, "Oh, I don't know if I have any space." <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you um do you want to go next with your question, Miles, or would you like sure. to Sure. Sure. So, I would ask
0: you guys, who would you take? a selfie with in front of the Eiffel
1: Tower.
2: OK, I have to think about it. Do you have your answer, Jason? Can you... oh. Ooh, oh, that's I know. tough.
1: I can tell mine first. OK, you, play you play. guys go first. I'll need to think Okay, think you, through this.
2: You go, Miles, go ahead.
1: I'm going to say Sabalenka.
2: Oh, like
0: not only would we get a good selfie out of it, we'd have like a nice little TikTok moment. It would be it would be fun. It would be it would be good vibes
2: is that girl. She's mm-hmm. for sure that girl.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I um obviously have to choose my current boyfriend. <laughs> I would choose Lorenzo. <laughs> How could I not choose him? He would be so offended if I didn't choose him.
0: You said Musetti?
2: Musetti, Lorenzo Musetti. I mean, he's been just blowing up my phone during this entire Zoom call being like, pay attention to me. I'm like I'm even working right now. So I, mean, I would definitely choose my current boyfriend. <laughs>
1: I like Sabalenka because that's a good choice. She's she's complete opposite. Like she gets on the court and she's fierce as f, but then on her IG she's fun and flirty. So I definitely like that. I'm torn. Um, I would like I would do it with Layla. I feel like Layla oh, and I would yeah. have a cute moment. Um, and she gave me, she sent me a birthday message. So, oh, that was very hey. sweet of her. I, yeah. be a I pick one. Layla. I would double tap it.
2: <laughs> you would have to buy her you would have to buy her drinks though. Like if there was like a, a you know what I mean like cuz she couldn't buy her own alcohol.
1: That's fair. I can, you know, we can I can do that. That's no problem. Yeah. As long as I'm using her credit card. <laughs> 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 um who would you play a set with on the Roland Garros court?
0: Am I expected to win
1: said set? <laughs> it, let's let's say you're picking the player based on you would you think you, <laughs> you think you can win a game from them?
3: <laughs>
0: I think I can win a game against them,
1: and I'm going to play them in Roland Garros. <laughs> that might be too hard. Just pick a player you want to hit with for uh, for a
2: set. I got my answer. Go ahead. Uh, so based on Jason's criteria, who I would want to play a set with at Roland Garros, thinking that I could get a game off of him or her, Benoit (laughs) Paire. I mean, he'll be on, he'll be like complaining, his his mind will be in the Maldives, you know. I'll (laughs) I'll, (laughs) light
1: up a smoke.
0: (laughs) I think, I, I think. I'm gonna pick another French player, actually. I'm gonna go with Joe Wilfrid Sangha. Mm. I think that would be super fun, actually. He is yeah. yeah, I could also get a game off of him. I could do that too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is tasty. Mm-hmm. Um I would pick, I would pick Medvedev.
3: <laughs> I feel oh, I, okay.
1: I feel like I could get a game off of him you definitely on, could. on the clay. <laughs> uh you know, I could use some of my cheesy chips. <laughs> my chip shots, and drop shots and uh and I just think he would be fun to to hit with.
0: He seems like a fun guy in general. Like if we were, he's probably not going to be in Paris for long. I feel (laughs) like I would schedule some bar time with him. Yeah. He'd be like a really good guy to get a drink with. I really do think so.
2: Moscow Mule, for sure. Oh my
0: God, I love those. They're good.
2: They're delicious.
1: We talked about his, um, you know, English being his second language, but he seems to have adapted to the sarcasm. I love it. I love it.
2: All right, my next question is gay themed because, of course, we are gay men in a gay podcast. So when I used to live in France, I used to frequent a bar called Cud. And Cud is like your, you know, after hours, if you want to mm-hmm. say, you know, <laughs> where you just you can throw it down to, like, Beyonce Formation. There's a little darkroom situation. <laughs> and um, my question is, who would you and again it could be female or male but who would you choose to go with for like a, a gay bender in the marais which is the gay area and then go to cud for a little after hours
0: mm. i have a couple of different answers oh, okay. <laughs> okay. it better, they're, they're floating around in my mind you I'm can take like,
1: two you can take two people
0: <laughs> i think i'm going this is going to surprise you i think i'm going to take dusan laovitch
3: Oh. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'm going to take Dusan Laivich and I'm pretty sure I'm going to take Piafo. Ooh. My mom's going to listen to this and think I'm a slut. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, no, mom. You, you're
2: just showing him around.
0: Yeah, we're just showing him around. Yeah. I just exactly. want you to see the wonderful things that we have to offer.
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Jay?
1: Who I don't know. I mean, who would have a good time? I, yeah. I gotta feel like um Bethany Maddox Sands would have a good time. I yes. feel like I gotta take her. And then yes. if 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 I was gonna take a dude who maybe I'd get to slip the tongue with, um <laughs> God. I would I would probably take someone like Kopfer. Mm. Not bad yes. choice.
0: Not a bad choice. He's cute. Um,
1: yeah, I'll stick with that. Good choices. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I like, I like Kupfer for you. That's for sure, like, the right choice for you to make. Yeah. So I thought about this question long and hard. <laughs> um, long and hard. Exactly. Definitely not soft. Um, uh, if I was going to have a girls' night out, 100%, I would take Madison Keys and Sloan Stevens. We would we would go to the, a couple of bars. We'd have some pre-drinks. we just chat about all of the girls, all of the tea. Then we would just, like, kill it on the dance floor at CUD. So Madison and Sloan. And, um, I mean, this ha- this understanding that I'm currently dating Lorenzo Musetti. But, like, <laughs> the other person that I would take is who Jason would take. Dominic Kupfer. Because, I mean, he's on my radar. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
1: a good one i like dominic Cooper. yeah he's cute i enjoy him okay my final question before we get to miles's uh is who would you share a baguette with your baguette (laughs) you can take you can take it however you want i would share my baguette with hubert herkash
2: Ooh, oh, that's a good one. He's, he
0: seems he seems really sweet and caring, and
1: and yes. he would like to share. <laughs> he bring that Polish sausage too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Aldwyn,
2: um, who would I share a baguette with? I'm thinking automatically of a person that's probably really hungry. Like, can anyone think of a, a someone that's like that needs to have a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> a player that needs to have a sandwich? Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, I'm going to say... I know. I'm going to say Annette Kontavite. I like her. She, I like her. Not because she needs to have a sandwich, but she does a lot of, like, food posts. Mm-hmm. So she's like, very about, like like food, foodography.
0: Yes, food aesthetics, I love it. Yeah, I like her, Mm. good one, great
2: pick. So, invites my girl to share a baguette with.
1: I see myself, you know, setting up a little blanket um, (laughs) in front of the Eiffel Tower, which many players have done this past week as they prep for FO. And um, I would do it with my favorite player of all time. That would be Juan Martin Del Potro. Aww. because okay. he's not playing anymore. Hopefully, he comes back. But we do miss him. Well, he's injured still. He he's like he's like um, a porcelain doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that that that's who I would share my baguette with. Hmm. Are
0: you guys ready for my question?
1: Yes. Final. Yeah. The fi- Less final question. So there's
0: been a there's been a small theme of Beyonce in this podcast, and we're gonna Ooh. bring it on home with this one. Okay. <laughs> so like Beyonce and Jay-Z, who would you shoot a music video with in the Louvre Museum?
2: Oh. Ooh, that's a good question. I have my answer. Daria Gavrilova. Oh. Daria is about that social media platform game. She's active on TikTok. Uh, She's so funny on IG. I don't know that she necessarily has, like, the rhythm to do a music video, but she definitely has enough character and personality to, like, make an impression. So I would say Daria. Daria's my girl.
1: She's fun. Mm -hmm. I would pick... Uh, uh and speaking of ig games i guess i would pick heather watson did you see her braids she yes. showed she showed her braids yeah that was cool I, I i just think she would do a good job and then who's the italian player who really stopped playing tennis until she she just spends a lot of her time modeling on georgie? Instagram? camilla georgie, camilla georgie. <laughs> i think she would be hot in that beyonce video for
2: sure Good choice, Jason. Mm-hmm. That's good.
0: That is a good one. I think I would go with because she has a music video experience. I would go with Serena. She would. She yes. would have. She would have to hook up Stephen and get us in the Louvre and wear nice outfits. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if there was a guy, I probably would go with <laughs> Felix, Arjia Aliasing. Yeah. I feel like he would be. He would know what to do in the music video
1: he mm. would know. <laughs> not dennis who actually has rap songs <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe we could like do an outro with dennis rapping or something yeah there we go
1: <laughs> i'm so su- aldwin i'm surprised one of us didn't pick vika because she has like 400 tiktok dance videos on her phone
0: and her own podcast that's popping mm-hmm.
2: yes you know what vika I think a Vika Daria Gavrilova moment would be really cute. I mean, Vika is also like, her social media game is fire. So yeah, definitely be part of that video.
1: That was a good game. That was fun. This whole thing was fun. It was great to do a French Open preview and do a a crossover event with uh, Missing the Point podcast and Ready to Play Tennis podcast.
0: We're like missing the point and ready to play it at the same time
2: exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I what you... I'm really looking forward to is like all of the predictions that we've made I have a feeling I mean obviously among the three of us that one really startling unexpected thing is going to happen and I can't wait to pull that clip and just share it you know with everyone because you know they heard it first on this collaboration
0: it's going to be something I said it always, is. Yeah. <laughs> it always is it always is i always have a friend that texts to me and just like remember when you said that on the podcast that didn't really happen sorry
1: <laughs> well if serena wins you know we have to pull the clip of you saying she's gonna lose and sharing it everywhere
0: <laughs> they're gonna take my serena Williams fan part away they're gonna be like nope nope no longer no longer a fan <laughs> but this was fun Super fun. Thank you guys Mm -hmm. for allowing me to share the platform and thank you guys for coming onto mine. This is like a really good, like you said, collaboration. So much fun.
2: Yeah. Yes. It's honestly like it was a long time coming. You are so just knowledgeable about the tennis world. So you were an easy choice for us to make in terms of doing our very first kind of co-episode. So we're honored as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And I'm
0: happy. You guys are like such you guys are a really, really fun duo. If you guys haven't, if my listeners haven't listened to Ready Play Tennis podcast, you definitely should. Especially if you want to like learn about tennis and follow tennis in like a fun, sassy way. I enjoy that because you know, <laughs> no really, I I enjoy the fun and the sassiness because tennis can be so you know like buttoned up, and this oh there's a whole bunch of tennis podcasts that follow that same narrative, and you guys don't. So I appreciate the the like the the other, the different, the cool, mm-hmm. the hip, the now yeah i appreciate it
1: yeah and you know we can't we can't flow through all of the the stats and the scores and the knowledge that you do on your show so uh the power of editing the power <laughs> of
3: editing all you need.
1: <laughs> but uh you know now we send off our listeners to watch the fo and you know call us out for all the the wrong things that we predicted and hopefully let us know about some of the right ones
0: Alright you guys, it's Miles, I'm back, and wasn't that fun? I really enjoyed not only doing that episode, I actually enjoyed listening back to it and editing some of the stuff I needed to, and it was just a joy, I really appreciated Jason and Aldwin for reaching out to me and wanting to do a collab and everything just fell align or fell in line really well for that episode to come out if you are listening to this on monday when it releases monday may 31st happy memorial day i hope that this episode um, gave you some guiding lights as to what to expect during the 2021 French Open. If it didn't do that, then I hope it at least got you through your workout or <laughs> your ride to work or something like that. And now you're ready to watch some tennis and, you know, keep an eye out for what is going to happen with the Naomi Osaka situation. I know I'm definitely keeping an eye out on that just because I feel like the story is not finished yet. And I may even pop it do like a special episode about my feelings on that because, uh, Jason and Alwyn and I, we talked about it, um, but certain things have come out since the podcast was recorded. And I guess, you know. It's just the story never, the story never really ends, does it? (laughs) But I will go ahead and end this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy watching tennis for the next two weeks during Roland Garros. I hope you guys give Jason and Alwyn at Ready Play Tennis Podcast a shout out on Instagram. If you enjoyed the episode, share it wherever you're listening to this episode. You can listen to theirs and support them. And... And yeah, that's a wrap for today's episode. Enjoy some tennis. Enjoy outside if you've gotten vaccinated and are enjoying um, your weekends again. Enjoy that and be safe, guys. I will talk to you in the next episode. Take care.